and welcome to Pig Ignorant Indie-ish Gamers, because I'm doing Pikmin 3 this month. <laughs> um, number five, with me, Graham Goring. At me, David Williamson. And me, Mark Foster. There we go. See, that was good. That was, uh, that was nice. That was almost professional. Um, so, no, it's going to be good this month. We're going to remember to describe what the games are. Yeah, which I think is the bare minimum we should be shooting for. Um, and also, uh, we're going to do things in order. I was thinking we could start off with news. Huh? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I say news, I mean olds. Um, cause, <laughs> um, cause none of this will be news to anyone. Uh, such as, um, that's it. Oh yeah, right. Mike Bithell, he, uh, he showed his new game. Did you see that volume yeah, thing? Yeah, volume game. It looks just like Metal Gear Solid VR missions viewed top down a bit, really. Is it? I've never Have you never seen any, that? Uh, okay. No. That's a game from 1997, so I can see how someone of your wee age. How old do you think I am? <laughs> I, what, 16? Yeah, that's about right, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, you have the, the mental attitude of a, of a 16 year old. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's right. Don't spill coffee on that fucking mic. I'm not going to. I'm not <laughs> going to. Everything. Look how, look at me right now. This looks like the least safe setup ever. I, well, yeah, but you can, you can pop the mic on the, the, the side of the thing. Okay. Well, it'll be fine for now. Fine. All right. Just, I, just, I just don't like the idea of we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to edit out you slurping coffee. We'll, we'll, I'll listen back to see how much you picked up of that. Uh, yeah, so um, did what do you think? Looks. To be honest with you, I was kind of impressed that it was 3D. Oh, look at me. I haven't seen it. Haven't you seen it? Okay, no. okay. Well, it's a, um, a 3D sort of top-down stealth game. But it's one of these ones where it seems to very much sort of paired things back in terms of vision. It's like, you know the world is constructed of blocks um, because, you know, he, he likes squares. That's what he does. He does rectangles. Yes. <laughs> He's the rectangle man. Um, and, uh, you know, the robots look fairly sort of low poly and everything looks fairly sort of low poly. It doesn't look like a terribly recent game. Um, but it seems, it's one of these games that it looks like it kind of exposes just how basic stealth games can be. Which, uh, there's another one I played today, uh, this week month called Rimmed Capsule, which does the same for real-time strategy games in some ways. Um, but it, I'm just surprised. It just seems like totally not the game I thought he'd do next. I'm quite quite sort of impressed, really, because I, I can't say I was a massive fan of Thomas Was Alone. Will this game have a, a, a narrative? I think so, in some way. I, well, I, I think it'll be related to Thomas Was Alone as well. Really? Like, I think it'll be a con- really? I think it'll be a concurrent <laughs> story because like Thomas Was Alone was set inside computers and stuff, and this game has a load of computers knocking about. So you reckon that'll be the connection? It's like people yeah. reckon at the end of Breaking Bad. Hal goes into witness protection and becomes, becomes Malcolm in the Middle's yeah. dad. That's obviously not going to happen. <laughs> it's a really good idea. I know, but if they It's did, a hilarious theory, but it's just... Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a, a bollocks as well. It explains everything. Um, uh, I thought the game looked um, notably very early in development. Yes. Like, I think the aesthetic wasn't great. No. Like, everything was just really... Um, Functional. Yeah, well, the, the colours were way... Like too bright and just everything had a massive blur effect, glow effect on it and stuff. But I'm sure it'll be a, I'm sure it'll be a good game. He likes to focus on like the feedback of doing things, which is always good. And yeah. um, the soundtrack was amazing. Uh, that I've listened, I just had the trailer in the background a few times because that track is just awesome. Wait, you know, I didn't actually notice it. I'll have to go back and listen again. Yeah, um, I thought it's it was... nice. It's got a level designer built in. Yeah, which is good. I think that's its main sort of selling point, isn't it? Yeah, like you can share levels with people. I do not, uh, there's all these things that make this big play about, hey, you can build levels and share levels, and I've never been asked. And yeah, plus but, gamers don't generally make great levels. No, musicians make very good. Um, the, I remember um, on um, 
Equinox 2, the Pickfords did that, and um, some of the best levels designed by um, Tim and Mike Follin, the musicians, um, because they just have a kind of a, a mindset that kind of seems to lend it lend itself to doing that kind of stuff. Well, I think his original idea was he wanted to make um, a procedurally generated thing. Ugh. But because that wouldn't have really worked very well, it wouldn't have made very good levels for a stealth game. Yeah. You can crowdsource it by giving, letting people make the levels and share them. So that effectively does give you like infinite levels. Well, that's what like the Voxatron slightly doing, isn't it? That that guy, there's shit tons of levels on it. Mm. Well, obviously he's also in, yeah, including new features and stuff like that. I haven't looked at that game for quite a while. I should revisit yeah. it. Really, I bought that in the bundle when it first came out, and I've never touched it since. He's, I, I, I'm exactly the same way. But he's, you know, there's loads of new stuff's been added to it, and yeah. uh, abilities to make more, more immersive, more sort of, I think slightly narrative you know just a bit of cause and effect in there that there wasn't really in the first one it was kind of here's a big room full of built of voxels you can shoot the shit out of it and and that's about it <laughs> that's pretty good no i mean yeah a, that, that's that's nice point. but that will wear thin um so yeah we we should revisit that we should do that for next month sure go yeah. back to it because yeah, i've got it we've all got it yeah go back to it see what we think i mean cool there you are that's got one thing for next month so that's good <laughs> um what else? Oh, I should turn the volume off so Dick can't hear this. Um, oh yeah, Deus, you know Deus Ex, that 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 crappy looking uh, Kickstarter. That uh, yeah, that was my volume. Um, that uh, that we we're going going on about the one that looks. Did did we, did we have Deus Ex Machina? Did you ever see it? Yes. No. Okay. Well, this was a um, it's sort of a a reimagining of a really old Spectrum game from about 1984, 1985, which had this audio track, which was um. Um, him from Saruman, from Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee, uh, Ian Drury, uh, and all sorts of other people uh, that were quite well known. In the eighties, sorry, in the eighties, in the eighties, yeah. <laughs> and so they were asking for fifty-seven thousand pounds on Kickstarter, and uh, they got around about twelve thousand, and it failed. So what they did is they started another Kickstarter for around about twelve thousand, <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, it succeeded. So. I don't know where, I don't know what this other 47,000 was going to be paying for, that suddenly they don't need that, but it seems a little bit rum, frankly. But, you know, at least, at least it's made it this time, so that's, that's kind of good in, in a way, I suppose. Um, but it seems, it seems a very cheeky thing to do to me. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's Kickstarter. You should have a look at it, because it looks like a dark basic game, and I think anyone, which means it looks like a shitty 3D game. (laughs) I mean, it does look terrible, Um, but yeah, £10,000, what the hell. Did you see the, uh, there was an announcement for a, what was it called? Um, Fan game Knight Rider. (laughs) And it it looks hilariously bad. Like, it looks like it was made, you know, in the sort of uh, N64 era or something, it's just definitely worth having a look at that trailer. Okay, Knight Rider. Yeah. Okay. okay, I'll put a link to it on the, on the website. Just to see a low-poly Hasselhoff. I don't like the sound of that. It sounds authentically 80s, which is when he was, you know, last relevant. Yeah. Actually, speaking of shitty Kickstarters, this is completely off-topic. I noticed someone um, put something on uh, Tigsauce. I won't name names because it seems cruel, given what I'm about to say about him. <laughs> um, but it was an Indiegogo campaign, and it, and it basically said, Hey, help give me money so I can keep on making games. And I've made these two games. And I looked at them, and they were dog shit. They were barely games. Yeah. So it's kind of... I don't understand it. I want to make I want to make games. Um, I, I'm physically incapable of making games, but please give me money. Just it, it seems to me yeah, that's kind of the curse of Kickstarter and, and this sort of thing is that the amount of me too, the amount of dross 
I do it every month. I go through Kickstarter to see if there's anything interesting to talk about. And the amount of utter shitty dross that's on there. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I can only imagine... Well, Kickstarter doesn't let you fund a lifestyle on theirs. They have rules against that. Yeah. So it has to, has to be for a specific... Yeah. Well, this what this is... I mean, this Indiegogo one was actually for a particular game that looks shit. As, um, as opposed to all the shitty games he was going to make. Um, I hope he listens to this. Um, <laughs> Probably so, won't. No, no, statistically speaking, I mean, unless he's like family or friends of us. <laughs> I don't think he was. Um, he won't do. Um, that Legend of Eye game that, uh, we did looked at. Did that make it? That did. It squeaked over the line. I think it was about 73,000 of these mm-hmm. 70,000. And it's interesting because he, when he, when he launched it, he put out that 1.1 demo and I downloaded it and it was shit. Um, but then he put out a 1.3 demo and that was shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which I don't, it's, I mean, it's just, it just, he doesn't seem to know what makes a good game. It just feels really uninteractive. Isn't he like, just an artist? It, yes, I would say that's how I would describe him as just an artist. Yeah. Um, it's like every enemy, you can stun lock them so that the combat's not interesting. Like, you know, you just hit them and before they can react, you can hit them again. Oh, a bit like you hitting me in Spelunky then, right? Exactly like that, except okay. not hilarious because it doesn't wind you the fuck up. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, don't worry, we can so talk mad. about Spelunky. We've got a legitimate yeah, reason yeah. later. Um, <laughs> sorry, just a bit of rage just bubbled back from like a time long ago. <laughs> that's probably pizza from earlier. Um, so yeah, that, that's made it. And I, I just, I hope, I hope, I hope people went into that with their eyes open. Mm. That they're not going to, well, get the guy's been knocking around on Tigsource for like 10 years or something. I mean, yeah, no, he's, he's a great graphic artist. But you said, but people were saying like, oh, he started this 10 years ago. I, yeah, I don't really know if he can finish this. Well, the first version of it, there are screenshots from Spectrum. That he obviously, you know, like he originally did a Spectrum version of it. Yeah. So, thing is, you know, he's, he's a really lovely graphic artist. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I, look, I it just, does look beautiful. Yeah, I just wish, to be fair. you know, someone else would just hire him to do their stuff. Maybe he'll use the money to hire a programmer. Well, it's a possibility. It's like it's like there's certain people who I think um, the other guy is um, name redacted. Who, you know, I would I would hire that guy as an artist, but any fucking day, hell, he <laughs> does not finish stuff. He's always starting stuff and it looks promising. And, you know, the first couple of times he cried wolf, I came looking for it. But now it's like, just draw your pretty pictures and, you know. Well, did it say what he needed the money for? Like 70 grand is quite a steep figure. Do you know what? I never bother looking into that because it's all bullshit anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. it's complete guesswork. No one knows how much it costs to make a game, as evidenced by the well, professional I mean, games industry. If you were... Is he making it on his own, whoever this is? I think so, yes. Well, well he's doing it in GM, isn't he? Well, then, if he's doing it alone, why would he need 70,000? It, it must be to hire other people. Oh, yeah, to I think there's like stuff. a musician and whatnot that he wants to hire. I mean, maybe. Maybe we should have a look. Maybe he says... Maybe he's going to hire a programmer. Yeah, yeah, so I was thinking maybe that is a possibility. In which case, you should definitely have backed that. <laughs> it's too late now. Um, I don't think he may still be taking money on PayPal, possibly. I seem to remember. Probably, yeah. Something I've looked at as today. Anyway, so so that made it, and it shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> the other bit of thing, uh, IGF, they removed the uh, technical excellence category, That's and a, good... a load of people got pissy about it really? for no reason. Good yeah, decision. There's quite a few people. It's a pretty I... ridiculous thing to even... Do I mean they they how do you judge that exactly? Well, they, it's one of these things. Who they said, judges that? Well, they said part of the problem was the fact that it's not one of the things that your, your average prole, your average pleb couldn't really appreciate the uh, 
that award. And I can see that, that really it takes someone who uh, who knows how difficult something is to code to actually look at that and go, actually, yeah, that is technically excellent. But then you look at the games that actually won it. And um, like, for instance, uh, I just... Um, uh, World of Goo won it in 2008. Now, what's technically excellent about that? It uses a fairly standard physics engine. Physics so. engine looks like bog standard Verlet integration and satisfying well, constraint stuff. Wasn't Tommy Refnis talking about this with the antechamber because he was on like the panel? I right. think it was for the antechamber year, and he was on the panel for technical excellence, like to judge them. Yeah, and I think he was arguing against like that because it was just the Unreal Engine. It was either that or some other game or something. But he was, yeah, he was arguing against it. And eventually, just quit because like you can't. He couldn't like agree with any of the other judges and stuff. Well, you see, okay, yeah. So the year after that, you got Limbo. So I get that's yeah. What's There's nothing te- technically nothing. excellent really no. about Limbo. Um, Amnesia, Dark Descent. Again, nothing really. I don't. Know. I mean, I mean, it was nice that it had like a sort of the the level editor was quite cool in that. Oh, actually, no, I missed out Cortex Command, which was a fairly ropey physics engine attached to a terrible game. Mm. I think, um, did Spelunky ever get nominated for a... Topic? I don't know, it might be nominated, but I it's, it hasn't won it. Because um, I think that's a really good technical game. Yeah, yeah, I would say that that's kind of... But that's that's one of those ones that might get games done. Have you got a... Okay, we'll come back to this. Um, so there's an edit point there because Mark got a call by his mum. Uh, that's right. Could have left that entire thing out. <laughs> no, because cause it's going to be a really bad edit point anyway. And people, well, what happened there? And uh, now they know. It's right because we had, we left my mum phoning in and me discussing how deaf she was last month. <laughs> so, so you know, it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, no, yeah. So Anti Chamber got it in 2012, and then Little Inferno got it in 2013. And Little Inferno, mm. there's nothing really. Actually, there. Little Inferno, have you played through it all? Yes. Yeah. Quite. I think it is probably a pretty technically excellent. Like, like the visuals and stuff are really good, and it's really that's cool how everything excellence. works. But it's not the best game. It's not a game. It's like a it's like a, a weird little toy, and I really yeah. like it on that level. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, but yeah, but I wouldn't say technically it's because you know the whole burning thing that seems fairly simple. There's nothing really. I think there was something else in the category for the year as well that would have been a way better technical excellence winner, but right. I can't remember what it was. I should have probably printed out the uh, the other ones as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I can see why they got rid of it, because it just seems to be a contentious one mm. that, cause that none of these things... Re- I mean, like, the Unreal Engine, I can see, you know, if, if he had written the Unreal Engine, yeah, give him technical excellence. But he didn't. He just fucking licensed it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a ridiculous award. So I'm glad they got rid of it, but a load of people pissed and moaned, apparently. Mm. Uh, other news, um, Hammer Watch is out, and that's more of a warning to anyone. Because <laughs> um, I really think that but game is very cool. it looks so poor. nice. Very pretty. It's very pretty. <laughs> but do you know what also looks pretty? Um, pretty ladies who then stab you. That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was. I didn't want to say whores, because um, that's a horrible, horrible it's succubus, word. Succubus, the word you were trying to think of. Incubus, it? succubus. Could have, I suppose I could have used one of those. Excellent example. I won't go back and edit it in. <laughs> just stick say, with pretty woman who will stab you. Yeah, like a, a, a vengeful but pretty lady is something that looks good but is bad. And that's our review of Hammerwatch. Yeah. Uh, no, because... <laughs> I would no like a really really dull person is how I would review <laughs> Hammerwatch because it was so fucking dull, just I I oh just really bad, 
can't believe it. Oh, and my favourite, my favourite thing, I suppose, which is not really our category, but about the Xbox One, which has now done so many 180s, I'm surprised it hasn't got dizzy and then puked up. Because they've, uh, they said you don't need the connect anymore. It doesn't even need to be plugged in. Yeah. To use it. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm waiting for the, when they say you don't need the console either. That's it, Just yeah. download things to your computer. Yeah, yeah, they've got, well, there'll be a patch for the, <laughs> the Xbox 360 and it'll be as good as an Xbox One. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be, no, they'll just say, oh, buy a PS4, fuck it. It's what you're going to do anyway. <laughs> do you know what I'm secretly Good job, you're not in the marketing department for Microsoft. Well, absolutely. I'll be fuck it, buy a, buy a PlayStation. The, um, because there's the, uh, the uh, Gamescom on at the moment, they're going to do that sort of announcement thing. I think play, they're going to have like a PlayStation conference. And I'm just, I'm hoping beyond hope that the reason that the guy who designs Demon Souls and Dark Souls isn't on Dark Souls 2 is because they're going to announce Demon Souls 2. And I know it's not going to happen, but... Yeah, that didn't happen. Wouldn't that be Isn't amazing? Is it the same world or something? Though? No, no, it's Boletaria in um, Demon Souls, and it's Lordran in Dark Souls. How are they? They must be linked games in some way, though. No, they aren't because they're basically the same game. I know. Yeah, but they, they aren't. They aren't. They, they couldn't thematically link them because Sony had the rights to um, right. Demon Souls. Imagine that, though. Imagine if there was a deep. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say there is. Once again, that didn't happen. But that'd be the best thing ever. Yeah, Apart from be, you, can, you can give a shit, obviously. I'd be. Video. Well, I've not played Demon Souls yet, actually, because I don't have a PlayStation. Before you'd give me that face, <laughs> well, it's just shock and horror. I, sh- I should lend you mine, or something like that, because it's mm. it's well good. I shouldn't take it in the next like month though. I've got a lot of work to do, and I yeah, I, I know when Dark Souls Two comes out, I, no one will see me for at least two weeks. I know people have already booked the the time off from work yeah. for it, and so have I. Yeah. I booked it off with myself. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, shall we discuss, you know, you're you're making something for, you've managed to get into the Eurogamer thing, haven't you? That's true. Yeah. That's, so that's going to be good. And uh, how is your game coming along? It's pretty good. It's going, going, going okay. In the past, like, month, I've done a lot of, uh, a lot of the little jobs that I needed to get done to make it, you know, actually gamey. So it's actually got, like, a front end and stuff like that a bit more. It has a pause menu now. Well, that's, that's all right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Does well, the form feature? Yeah, well, I mean, this might be a good time for you to relate the perils of Flash game development to uh, anyone who was thinking about doing that, because that's the other thing you've been doing recently. So you just want me to just run about sponsorships <laughs> for a few minutes, right? Yeah, feel free. So it's what... shit. Don't ever do it. Okay, it's so because you, okay, you did this Leave Me Alone game, which won um, the what was it? Luden Diary. Yeah, which particular prize? The gem. All of them. Well, all it was of... just it was... <laughs> all of them. All it was... The overall. It was overall music, and there's another one. Overall music and... Oh, what was the last one? It wasn't fun. That's how much it matters. No, no, it wasn't fun. No. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't fun. Because Jay Mickle, Jay Mickle won fun. For uh, for Coffee Mafia, or or was that... No, it was... um, uh, Shit Pants. Shoot Car Shit Pants. Shoot Car Shit Pants. Fucking ridiculous name. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so you were making like a proper version for a flash port or something like that. Yeah. It's all gone tits up. Well, it's fine. We we someone offered us like some said, oh, we'll give you like some money to make it. I was like, yeah, sure. So I was thinking like, oh, we just make we just expand the original game for like oh, spend a week doing that, and then we were like, oh no, this is actually pretty fun. We could probably make this way bigger. Mm. And then we spent like three. I spent like three months working like twelve hours a day, ten hours a day, something like that. And then got to the end, and I was like, okay, we should probably ask for more money because like three grand for this three that's in dollars as well yeah and there's there's fees and stuff in, in there so we, we said uh we said like can we get a bit more money and they were like oh how much more do you want 
and then came back with a figure, which was reasonable. And then they said, oh wait, we can't actually give you any more money. So then we tried to make it like public on FGL and get like bids in and stuff, and no one's really interested because I think Flash games, which is understandable, but Flash games are like um, more arcade games do well in like the Flash world mm. and things that have like levels and stuff. Because you don't really see that many um, sort of adventure-based exploration type games. No. So because it's way harder to sell them. Yeah. I find. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is something. Well, this is something you've learned, and a piece of wisdom you can pass on to exactly. the six people listening. But I'll probably just never ever try to get a Flash game sponsored, sponsored, sponsored again. Yeah, because it's too much effort and stress. It's because because you and Dave have done a lovely, lovely job on it. The the new version's great. Thank you. That's good. Like it's been done for, like it's, it'll take. It took us three weeks to make. It'll take us fucking three months to release. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. But it's, uh, but once it gets out, there's something to look forward to because it's it's yeah, it's dead nice. It's well well done, you. Thank you. Anyone else notice any newsy type stuff? Anything? And there's the Dwarf Corp Kickstarter. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, that's it's made it's still going. Sort of six days left, but it's doubled its money. It's not still going because I took so long to edit this. Oh, is it, it double now? Yeah, he's wow. on thirty nine thousand this morning. I checked. That's it's, very yeah, good. he's only asking for twenty. Um, yeah, I had a very very quick. Look. You've had like, a proper look at it though. What do you think? I mean, what type, uh, what type of game is it? It's um. <laughs> what, what game is it basically making uh, accessible would be another way of putting it because it's, it's effectively Dwarf yes it's, it's something yeah the clue's in the name isn't it yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically um, a dwarf fortress light yeah which is no bad thing uh, no if if you can get the feel of dwarf fortress with a uh, user-friendly interface. I'm all for it. I would, I would, in I fact, would, I backed it. I wouldn't so. even say user-friendly interface. I would say interface. <laughs> yes, yes. As opposed to random collection of menus that work differently. Every single one was like bespoke coded or something. <laughs> it's great. Dwarf Horses is amazing. It's brilliant. But it's, yeah, but... but I get it's 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 what it's like beat 'em ups in that I wouldn't even try and start playing beat 'em ups now because they've evolved so much. In the same way that you know first-person shooters. You know, we say they're all the same, but they have actually evolved. And so getting into that genre is kind of like, the fuck? What's all these weird sort of things that, uh, oh, I'm being shot at, but now I'm okay. All these things that, that we take for granted. But Dwarf Fortress seems to be that to the nth degree that's gone on its own evolutionary path, which yes. is which is a, a huge pity because it is, a, it is amazing. It is an absolutely gobsmacking thing. But it's nice that this Dwarf Corp seems to be doing that, but making it look dead nice because it's all... um. It's all, well, I don't want to say voxels because it's not voxels. voxels no. People call things voxels when they aren't fucking voxels. You it's, know, Minecraft is tile-based. Yeah, it's tile-based basically with um, sprites. But you know, Minecraft isn't voxels. It's not volumetric pixels. No. That's not what it is. Oh, it just vexes me. Um, but so, so you've played it and, uh, what's, what, so is it a Well, bit... it's only in like a very early alpha version yeah. that is released at the moment. And, uh, uh, but it's looking really promising. Um, the basic functionality is in there. You can mine with your little man. Uh, and that's important because the mining roots. feels satisfying because it feels just like a dungeon keeper in that, you know, they smash things and it breaks apart. A little bit of dirt falls down and stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, d- I did notice, though, that um, the, the queuing of jobs seems a, a little odd because they'll, they'll go knock one block off one place, then go to the other side of your complex, knock another block off, then come back to knock another block instead of just doing the one next to them. Yeah. There'll, so. be, some, there'll be some sort of ridiculous thing where other things have bagsied that job. Yeah. And so they're like, well, what's the newest job that hasn't been already bagsied? I'll go to the other side of the world. 
but you know, again, that's something that will get sorted. I mean, that's a it's a pre-alpha demo. He's very specifically said. It's yes, yes, it's very early. So and it's very buggy as well as it. Yeah. Um, it started to chug on my system, which yeah. is a fairly beefy system. So mm. it's an unpleasant thought. A beefy system. Um, <laughs> but so, system so that, made from the innards of a cow. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, just beefy system sounds like something a nerd might describe his cock as. Uh, so just. Just found it to be an unpleasant. Well, you're the only person here who thought that. <laughs> There's only three of us here. Were there a hundred people here? Two other people would have been like you when they heard beefy sister. <laughs> um, so that's, no, that looks dead, dead nice. That yeah. Um, that's one. Of the, is there any other? I'm trying to think if there's any other Kickstarters on at the moment. Um, is there anything uh, else? I'm sure there's all the Kickstarters. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, nothing really notable. <laughs> Fine, mum. But okay. Any other sort of newsy things that you noticed at all? Is that it? Oh, hello. That's, no, that's it, that's it, that's all I've got. Oh, that's me thinking. Yeah. That's oh, is that you thinking? You yeah. leaking gas. Yeah, leaking, leaking gas. That's our news section. That's it, yeah, but it's nice that we've kind of put it into its own compartmental. It makes it, like, seem a little bit more well, professional. Yeah. There's going to be a jingle in a minute that'll make it clear that that bit is over. So it'll be dead good. Jingle goes here. There we are. <laughs> See? You didn't hear it, obviously. That'll get edited later. I was going to say, that was... Um, so we should do uh, reviews, I suppose, or, or you know, talk about games what we played. I think reviews is very because we never give we don't put numbers at the end like proper reviewers. Um, well, we just, no, a good review is just it wouldn't have a number attached to it. I think it's better to just read through and just see what someone. Yeah, but, but it's so much it's so much easier to do numbers. What we should do is just rattle through. Tell you how, what, how would if you don't have numbers, how can you have a Metacritic score? Exactly. So, yeah, we want to get on Metacritic. So, I'll tell you what, I'm going to read through into the, the uh, important issues straight away there. Right. This is, right, we're going to do something that's kind of like the um, like the first page in Edge's reviews. I'm just going to read through all the games we're going to review, and we're going to choose a number for the first. All right. So, uh, Pikmin three. None of you have played that. I'm nine. That's getting a nine <laughs> okay. out of ten. Uh, Steamwell Dig. You two didn't play that on that. I'm going to give that. Seven out of ten. There we go. That's on the 3DS. Be very, uh, very generous with these guys. Yeah, I am. Um, Tower Climb, 1.2. We played the thing of that earlier. You're giving it 1.2? Jesus. <laughs> no, you beat a 1.2. Um, okay, what what would you give it out of ten? Oh, seven. Okay, you? Six. Fuck you. I'm giving it an eight. I'm dragging it up to a seven. <laughs> That's right. It's It's on average. Oh. Um, okay. Thought, I'm going to change it to a five then. Uh, <laughs> I'm changing mine to a nine. <laughs> Let's see one one I'm, no. I'm changing mine to a 17 we'll, we'll talk about it in a second it's sounding okay. more and more like uh, Metacritic yeah. <laughs> okay this is a really stupid exercise people Let's shouting at each other alright so uh, we'll talk about uh, games we'll try and find well, we'll I'll tell you um, is, there, is there any game that only one of us has played that isn't one of mine because I've got quite a list of things I've played have you guys ever heard of uh, Spelunky <sighs> look <laughs> If we do Forget that it, now, move on, move on, move on. If we do that now, I was just making a short joke. I know you will have nothing to look forward to at the end of the podcast. Um, but I might as well talk about Pikmin Three. That's good. I got Pikmin Three on the the Wii U. That's right. They make games for the Wii U. That's uh, that was quite a revelation that people want to buy. Other than, of course, the excellent uh, Lego City on the cover, which has got really good writing. Um, <laughs> um, I hear nothing to do with me. Um, so yeah, Pikmin 3, it's, um, it's, uh, the second sequel to Pikmin. And, uh, I'm trying to tell people what it is. It's a real time strategy game, except it hasn't got really dodgy video, uh, uh, footage sequences featuring shitty actors from the sci-fi channel. 
unlike the only other RTS I can think of, which is Command and Conquer, which has loads of, you know, like Command and Conquer, it's, it, it's big budget, stupid video sequences attached to an RTS game. Because I think, I think, because I think it came around because he was like, oh, RTSs, they're dead involved, and he wanted to make one that anyone could play, and thus Pikmin was born, and it's, it's brilliant. Pikmin is, it's about these cute little plant things that are also animals, that you, you grow, uh, and then you get them to kill things, <laughs> and then they bring back the bodies, and they are processed like Silent Green into yeah, new Pikmin. That started off sounding so nice. It and is. It turned into just a horror film. Well, but, it, it, and it, this is the accessible. RTS. Yeah, no, because it's really, it's really cute. Um, you have sort of direct control over an avatar with like a stick. It isn't, it isn't something where you're like dragging mouse, uh, boxes over things and going, go here. It's, it's, it's like, um, it's, I, I find with RTSs, it's, it's really difficult to, uh, multitask. Uh, any RTS where it says, okay, we're going to attack you on two fronts now. I go, well, I've, I've had my time with this game. I'm going to stop playing that because I'm not very good at them. Now, you do do multitasking in Pikmin 3 as well, but it's, um, it's really nicely handled. It's, but basically it's an RTS where you're on the, you go down to this planet, uh, and because your own home planet is, uh, dying, it's, uh, it's run out of food, and then you send out all these probes and they find that this is one planet that's got absolutely jam-packed with uh, delicious food. So, uh, you land there, but on the way down, there's an explosion and, uh, you, uh, your three characters in the game are separated, and you, uh, meet the Pikmin. Who are these kind of, like I say, they're like effectively sentient carrots, um, that, that can run around and, uh, you know, uh, kill enemies. And they have d- different colored Pikmins have different abilities. And, um, it is, it is incredibly cute, but it's weird because it's kind of set, it's sort of set on earth, except all the sort of the creatures are very alien and weird, but you find things like cell phones and, uh, and all the fruit is earth fruit, but they have all these lovely names like, uh, like black grapes are called dusk pustules. And it's just, it's just, it's just oozes, oozes charm. But it's just a really accessible, um, real-time strategy game. And, um, but it is, and I think in a normal real-time strategy game, you don't give a shit about a unit. Oh, a unit's dead. Never mind. But because these things are these, these cute little sentient carrots, you, you feel real attachment to them. And you feel like if any of them die, when they die, they make this, this pathetic little noise and you see their ghost float up to heaven. And it's just like, oh god, that's horrible. <laughs> or if you leave them at the end of the day, when you see your rocket take off, you see them get eaten by the local wildlife. And it's just, it's just, they do everything they can to make you feel really sort of attached to these, these stupid little sentient characters who are thick as shit. You walk into water and they'll be like, oh, I'll walk into water. Oh, that's right. I can't swim. I drowned. Um, it's just, um, it's just a superb, superb game. I, I mean, it isn't, it, it offers pretty much nothing new over the old Pikmin games. It's, mm. um, the only thing that's new is kind of you've got the gamepad, which you can see a map on, and that allows you to give orders. That's the nice thing is that you don't have to sort of, like in an RTS game, you might zoom out and, and split people up. Whereas in this, you sort of just tap on the map and say, go here. And you can, you can use each of your sort of commanders, each of your three characters, you can send them off to do different things. Um, in order to make better use of your time, because each day only lasts a certain amount of time. And at the end of the day, you've got to get back to the spaceship and put all your Pikmin away safely, because otherwise they get eaten by the local wildlife. Um, and it's just, it's just charming. It's just, uh, the fruit looks amazing. It seems like a really weird thing to say, but the fruit in the game does look amazing. It just, it just, it's, it's just a really, really charming real time strategy game. It just, it's just really accessible, um, compared to, I would say the average one. I would still, it's not, it's not an easy game by any means. Um, but I, what I really regret about it is that I, I completed the game over the course of a weekend, 
rather than rationing it out. I just, I just, just dived in there and I just consumed all of it. Um, and I've been looking forward to it for ages. Um, and there are sort of multiplayer modes, but, um, I don't know anyone. <laughs> uh, apart, apart from you two when you come around. Oh, we'll have a play of it afterwards, actually. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's just an incredibly charming, um, real-time strategy game. It's just, uh, it's the, I think it's the best thing Nintendo have put out this generation, uh, on the Wii U. Uh, alright, so, uh, I played that. That was a very bad review. Um, but I did explain sort just, of what the game was, was about. just swooning for a few minutes over there. It's just really We, good. we found out Graham likes fruit. <laughs> I do. I've got, I've got a nectarine in the kitchen that, uh, I will be having later. It's uh, very nice. Um, so, what uh, what have we all played? Other- well, we all played Tower Climb a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah, Tower Climb, uh, which is a uh, procedurally generated... Um, it's like the opposite of Spelunky, in that you're climbing up stuff rather than heading down stuff. And uh, they put out a new demo. Uh, the Davio where put out a new demo, 1.2, which adds tons of new features that you can't see. Um, because the game is so fucking hard, you can't get to the point at which the new features introduced. And, uh, delightfully, he didn't post any pictures of them or say what these new features were. So, I'm gonna actually, actually have to get good at the game in order to see its content. Which feels weird. It just, I should be able to just go on YouTube. I mean, I probably can go on YouTube. But, uh, I just, I just like the fact that he's kind of, no, no, no. I'm not gonna spoil the game for you. You'll have to put the work in, which is a refreshing attitude. But um, it's got a new multiplayer mode, which uh, we tried, where um, the idea is you're just climbing up this tower. You have a, a number of potions that allow you to do things like double jumps or, or destroy blocks by throwing things at them. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it works quite nicely as a um, multiplayer game, mainly because generally only one of you is alive for any length of time. And then you have to bring the other ones back to life. I think it's... Uh, but it's I really, really enjoyed it. It's, I think it's... Um, it's it's a it's atmospheric. It it looks lovely. Um, it, yeah, it was pretty fun, but it could have been. I mean, it can be way better. I mean, there was a lot of things that were just holding it back. Yes, I think it was a, it was a good game hidden under like a bunch of layers of crap. Yeah, the controls. The controls are... being the main thing with the with the controls. I found it was just the climb. If the climb just stuck to the wall instead of you having to push against. Well, the, the ridiculous wall. number of buttons as well. But the climb was oh, the yeah. main thing. <laughs> Yeah, I personally don't have a problem with it. I think that may be an issue of just getting used to it. I have, I have, no, I don't fall off walls by accident. Immediately after recording this, I had another go and then I fell off a wall and it wasn't my fault. So yeah, fix that, you shit. Whereas you lot were all the time. Yeah, was, every was, single one of my deaths was from falling off a wall. Yeah, mm. you just seem very butterfingered. And I think, yes. I think, I think, yeah, that, that you could do something to the controls which made that better, like, you know, once you attach, having a button to deliberately detach rather than having to always push into the wall. But, uh. Um, I think a grip button would be the best solution. I think that'd be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, well, except that if you did that, then if you want to press another button in order to do something, then. Well, that what makes I'm thinking that. is just like, if you had an Xbox controller, right trigger. So you just, like, do that so it feels like you're physically gripping. But it could also that be the run button. What, so grip and run oh, at the same thing? Yeah, because you don't use them at the same time, do you? That's true, they are mutually exclusive, yeah. And it already is, like, pick up and run at the same button. Yeah. So if you put all of those onto the same thing. Yeah, that would actually probably work. Yeah, yeah you fucking idiot, Davey O'Ware. See? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, the controls, there's far too many controls, a ridiculous amount of controls the game has, uh, in order to, just things like your inventory. Uh, I think, I mean, part of it is because... It's completely real time, as in uh, the game doesn't stop when you go into your inventory, and also it allows you know you don't stop the other players when you're noodling about in the inventory. 
So I assume that's part of the reason that you don't, you know, it doesn't double up on controls particularly. But it, I mean, it totally could. I mean, there's no reason why you want to be running around whilst you're looking in your inventory. So if no. you had one button that will bring it up and then you just look around the inventory using your standard movement controls. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it, it has problems, but I think, I think in terms of it has atmosphere and I think it has a really compelling feeling because it does sort of, it does, uh, deal things out, new things and exciting new things to look at at quite a nice pace. Like, you know, when we were playing it and then suddenly lava started coming out of the ground that you hadn't seen before, it's like, fuck! Yeah. It's like a really cool little thing. So I, I, I think it's a really good game. I think, I think six or five out of ten is, I, th- I can see how the, I think issues the other with the bring it down. When it's finished, it'll probably be a really good game. Yeah. But for now, that's where I'd label it like five or six. Yeah. He really does need to do stuff. What about you? Do you enjoy it, Dave? Yes, yes. I like the sense that um, it always felt like there was more to see. Yeah. Like it was going to introduce something new every so often. So. Well, that was it. We got onto levels where I, like the, the conservatory level, which I think I'd seen once before with those flying sycamore seed things. And that was kind of like, fuck, these are, these are horrible. And we had hilarious deaths related to it. I think it has that <laughs> spelunky thing that when you die, you tend to laugh quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Rather than, you just laugh at the ridiculousness of Except it. Except when I fall off walls. Yeah, exactly. But when other things get you, like, like when I blew up that thing and a big block fell on my head and crushed me, it was like, yes. you know what? I totally could have predicted that. There's a fucking rock up there. I've just blown up the thing <laughs> holding it up. Of course it was going to crush me to death. Um, so yeah, that's nice. That, that I mean, was very funny. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the time, dying is funny in it, which is good because it's it's not it's not frustrating because it doesn't feel like it was uh, not your fault, except as you say with your the, the climbing issues. So that's really nice. Uh, the, you know, it's still I think five dollars or five pounds for it. I think I think it's absolutely worth looking at because I think it's a, it's a really good one player game as well, and and maybe someone can get to the next area of it and tell us. What's I don't in think there. it's that hard. I think we Do you were, think it's just our incompetence? We were just being pretty shit at no, the time. My mate Mark Werrett's been playing it um, loads, and he still hasn't seen that, and he's like properly Well, we got to like it. 960 feet or something. Yeah, it depends. It might be 2,000 feet before they show the new stuff. Yeah. And, and it does get harder and harder. Like that hatchery level with those bloody bugs yeah. coming out of the wall. I think if the controls were better, I could have done that quite, pretty easily. It's just because I kept slipping off things and stuff. Like when I, I died to that lava before, because I was going all over the place in the wrong direction. Yeah. Just because I was panicking as well, which is pretty cool. I do think also that the um, the level design isn't great. I know because it's procedurally generated, but mm. it feels a little bit too random. And it does feel like your double jump potion and your, 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 explo- your exploding berry thing, they are, they're crutches that, are, that have been introduced purely because the level design can't always make a completely mm. navigable level. Because yeah, it does things that. like like sticking like an enemy on top of the witch that you need to go to buy stuff is shit. I mean that's I mean and it wouldn't be difficult to make sure that she was always in a sort of a shielded location where enemies couldn't get to. It, you know, it wouldn't be impossible. Yeah, and to do especially that. in things like the lava levels, you you need a a clear path, don't you? Yeah, you know, a definite path. I think I think the lava levels actually. I think it does make things a bit easier. I think uh, it tends to be quite sort of lots of vertical sort of platforms so that you can climb up the sides of them so i think i think it is it does that but but it's it's still yeah the the algorithm for generating levels is not perfect by any means but uh, i think it's a really really compelling game i'm going to play some more of it so that that was uh i thought that was quite enjoyable what have you, is there anything that just you have played uh dave at all what's on your list uh papers please 
Oh yeah, no, I haven't. You've played the new version of that, and I've, I've only played yeah. uh, the the old uh, beta version of it. So yeah, I got it on Steam. So. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. So why don't you two talk about that at length? <laughs> well, well you, it's uh, played it most of What is it? What is the game? It's one of these new, um, <clears throat> new breed of mun- what I would call mundane simulators. Where it's a, a, a mundane job that it simulates. Much like cart life, yeah. Uh, very much so, yes. Uh, but not shit. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Um, £30,000. Dollars he won. Seamus McNally. $30,000. That was the most bitter thing I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> for fucking cart life. Should have given it it wasn't just that as well. He won two others, so that's another Yeah, the Nuovo as well. Yeah. New over one grand prize. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting slightly... Yeah, the worst track. is he beat Space Team for Nuovo. The thing is, Carlisle was probably a really interesting and good game, but we just didn't couldn't <laughs> get into or, 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 it. I don't know about good. I mean, it's just the fact that yeah. I got... Uh, my cart stuck to me in, in a weird way and I couldn't get through, like, collision to take... No. No, I will not That's accept that. Fair enough. But I, I wouldn't tarnish uh, Papers, Please, in no, the same... No, because it's really good. Um, yeah, um... The the actual uh, basic gameplay is is um, quite quite boring, but layered over that is a a really good story, or or several really good stories I should say because there's um, interweaving narratives. Through. So, but, but I mean, what is the game about? Oh, uh, yes, you're a, a border control um, officer, and you um, either accept or decline people into your um, totalitarian country. Yes, yeah, it's a really sort of dystopian game, isn't it? I mean, yes. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's effectively... It's described as a dystopian document thriller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's effectively sort of a Russian-German sort of combination. Yeah, a communist country, yeah. isn't it? Um, but so, so how do you decide whether to let them in or not? Uh, well, you have to go through their papers. Um, papers, please. That's why they called it that. Yes. Listen to their reasons for coming in and uh, look for discrepancies and decide yourself whether... They are entitled to enter your country or not. Right. And uh, so can you, you know, I mean, there are, I assume, consequences if you don't let them in? Uh, yes. Um, well, depend, depending um, on the person's situation. Because basically, you get, you get, you, if they're allowed in, you've got to let them in. Uh, well, you no, you can deny to. them if you want. Yeah, but it, it punishes you, doesn't it, if you... Uh, well, I thought it did, but it doesn't punish you too badly. Oh, okay. So um so some of the storylines um are affected by people who who are allowed in um but um you can decline them or let them in and that will depend how the story develops. Yeah. I'm trying to do this very yeah. very <laughs> yeah, without we, any spoilers. Yeah, because we had like a proper spoilery discussion about it earlier <laughs> and it does seem like a lot of the charm is finding is discovering the stuff. Like there are certain there are certain char- really sort of memorable characters. The one, I mean, one that I met very early on, which would be only a very slight spoiler because I've seen it mentioned elsewhere. Is this guy who has drawn his own documentation? Yes, and it's it's just really charming. But you're saying that that actually evolves? Uh, yes, into um, into some other whole other thing, which is which is very cool. Um, and it, that is entirely dependent on on your interactions with him. Yeah. Now I I assume though that this is kind of it's going to be the same every time. If yeah, the you... the story. I, I believe. Well, every time I've played it, the storyline, um, the initial story um, seeds, uh, come in at roughly the same places. Mm. 
Um, but then, depending on your decisions, they do go off in very different directions. Yeah, so each game can permutate in different ways. Yes. But so in some ways, it sounds a bit similar to the... Um, what was that game we played last month, which was... Um, the Yar. The Yar, yeah. Where it's um, where you have these, these stories, but obviously, once you've seen them, you've seen them slightly. Yeah, that is my worry, although I have played it for about six hours now. So. That's your money's worth. Uh, yeah, definitely. I've definitely got my money's worth. But also the, the aesthetic of the game is really beautiful because it almost right. looks like a Spectrum game almost in that it's dead low colour. Yeah, but it has a, it has very good animation. Yeah, yeah really I, sort I, of stuff. I don't mean stuff just drawn animation like um, the like the procedural stuff of the um, moving things around and stuff. It's a uh, very nicely done, very yeah. good aesthetic. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think that really the fact that it looks lo-fi kind of goes into the whole dystopian element of it. It looks like and something it, that was written on like a Pentagon computer. Actually, a Pentagon is like a, a Spectrum thing that was made in Russia. <laughs> Not the actual Pentagon, as in <laughs> the American thing. But uh, And it, the, the music is, is uh, brilliant. brilliant. Just just the way the, the title screen comes on in time. Yes, I, I could feel Soviet myself March. becoming socialist just listening it's to the music. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, so you've played it a fair bit as well, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Do you like it? Um, yeah, I thought it was it's quite interesting. I got I'm pretty bored with it. Oh, like, oh, oh, dissenting opinion. But it is, it isn't meant to be fun, is it? It's meant to be like a monotonous well, job. I'll admit the actual the actual core gameplay of the checking the documents is really boring. But I think the the narratives because I I found them really compelling and I I wanted to find out what was going to happen next with the different people. I actually found doing the tedious work enjoyable weirdly i i the other way because i i didn't discover much of the story stuff while i was playing the uh, the beta of it and uh, but i really enjoyed the basic you know looking through everything no that's not valid because that stamp is slightly incorrect denied getting it wrong obviously um <laughs> so I, I yeah so i i think it I, yeah i think it's uh your, your mileage may vary on that so i imagine if someone actually enjoys that core Officiousness well, gameplay I mean, and honest, the story. If you don't, you, you, love you, it. you can skip that mainly. Um, in I, I only give the documents a cursory glance and stuff because, um, like I say, if you get it wrong, the fines aren't that much. And then uh, later on, there's other ways of generating income other than getting mm-hmm. the correct people through. Right. Again, trying not to yeah, spoil yeah, anything. Yeah. No, but I think I think I, you don't have to think too far. To think, oh, uh, border patrol, maybe stuff involving smuggling of of stuff and people. I'm just guessing there I haven't, I haven't played that far. So, yeah, you can totally see where this sort of plot could go. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good... How much is it? It's about... I think it's six quid. Six quid? Yeah, something like that. It's a crazy low price. You, you must you must buy it immediately. It was worth it for me. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll make sure I pick it up myself, actually. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you've played, uh, Mark? Because otherwise um, I've got another one otherwise. No, not really. You know what, what my next okay. game would be. Right. I, I tend to just pick one or two games and just play the heck out of them forever. All right. Well, tell you what, so I have been playing Dark Souls again as well. So uh, we can't talk about that again. No. I think even Dave's getting bored. <laughs> um, I uh, I got a game on the 3DS uh, computer entertainment system um, called uh, Steamworld Dig. Which is a um, sort of a two D loot grinding platform digging mine em up game, which is I mean it's it's I suppose um, superficially it's kind of similar to 
Mr. Driller or Boulder Dash, maybe um, Terraria slightly. That's although Terraria is a much richer experience. But the idea is, you're this robot who comes to this uh, sort of Wild West town where your uncle was and uh, he died, and uh, you sort of take over his mind. And the idea is, you've got to, you know, effectively uh, bring the town back to life by bringing lots of money in, by mining for minerals and then selling those minerals. Don't see exactly how. That really helps the town because there's only one dude who's actually doing any work, but that's the game for you. So the deeper you mine, um, the more valuable the minerals you get, and you get new abilities. In a, it's, it's quite Metroidvania in that respect, actually, um, that enabled you to to get around certain obstacles. Um, and it's dead nice, but it's it's one of these games that's that's totally sort of a cynical feedback loop, in that it's like, oh, look, now, now that as you get deeper. The rocks are harder, so you should probably buy a better axe or a better drill that will enable you to get through them much faster. Mm. Um, uh, so it, it is one of these ones where you look at it, it's, it's a numbers game, but it's, it's quite compelling. It's, I mean, I really enjoyed it, even though the enemies are all shit. Um, and the final boss encounter was shit. Um, but it was, it was just really nice. It was just really just, Drilling through things feels satisfying. Blowing up things feels satisfying. Um, it's just, uh, it's just sort of just a compelling sort of finding, you know, what the next ability that you're going to unlock is, uh, satisfying. But I, I, it's totally one of these games. If it was on a, um, if it was on a PC, it'd be like six, five out of ten. But I think because it's on 3DS, it's like, well, this is, it's not very good, but it's very convenient. Um, I'm going to give us an extra two points, which is, I think, totally the case. There, there are a lot of games where, if this was on a computer, well, I'd be like, oh, I can't be asked. But the fact is, it's in my pocket. I'm on the train. It's, it's, it's convenient to play. I'm going to give it an extra mark. I, 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 I totally think that's the reason. You know, there, there are a ton of games I would never play on the PC that I would happily play on the 3DS. But it's, um, it's a little bit. Considering it comes from such a rich tradition of games like uh, Boulder Dash, which have really nice puzzle design. Um, and other games, on the um, on the uh, iPhone, there's a game called Minor Disturbance, which has got some really lovely ideas in terms of you have this unstable rock in it where um, if, if there's nothing supporting it, it sort of wobbles a bit, then falls. And then if there's any other unstable rock around it, that will sort of chain react. Um, but it doesn't do that in this. It just kind of has boulders that drop vertically when you drill out the thing beneath them. So it's they could have done so much more with it in terms of design. They could have done some much more interesting stuff, but but uh, so it's a bit sad they didn't. But I mean, it really looks beautiful. One of the nicest looking 3DS games there is, even though it's just 2D sprites with a bit of parallax in there to make it to the 3D. But um, yeah, for the I think it was seven ninety nine, six ninety nine. Really enjoyed it a lot. I think it's. I mean, it took me about six hours to clock it. So um, if you've got a 3DS, you do, you could do far worse than getting it because I think. There's a lot of stuff on the, the 3DS shop which is just shit shovelware. And this is not shit shovelware. This is quite good shovelware. <laughs> it's not shovelware at all. It's, it's, it's pretty good. So uh, I'd recommend playing that. Um, we all played a bit of Teleglitch, didn't we? I mean, me and Dave did, and you had a, you had a look at it. Yeah. Well, you can't really say what I was doing with playing it. <laughs> no, no, you soured on it, I suppose, a little bit when you've seen that this, this game that you thought was... Well, should we explain what it is? Teleglitch isn't a, it isn't a difficult game. Um, <laughs> Teleglitch is a, uh, top down, uh, procedurally generated because that's the law. Everything has to be procedurally generated in part. 
Um, it's almost like Doom viewed from the top down, really. Yeah, I'd go with that. Um, but it's really sort of low-fi. It's sort of a, a comp. It's got a really low-fi look in that it's really chunky pixels, but then it's got all these nice shader effects where it has where it displaces the RGB channels and stuff like that. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's, it's effectively sort of a top-down Doom because you've got you've got line of sight as you explore these rooms. Um, and it randomly generates the levels in part. Uh, and the idea is you just got to find out what the shit went wrong, basically. There's been this sort of teleport accident, just like Doom. That's... So, so there's been a, a glitch in the teleporter. Yeah, much, much, uh, possibly where it got its name from. Um, that is as, as good a thesis as any. Um, but it's just, it's just, um, it's really, really satisfying gunplay. Because the guns sound good, and when you shoot them, the whole screen distorts slightly. Yes, yeah. And like, there's one called the the uh, what's it? The can gun. Can gun. It's effectively a tin can full of explosives and nails. And when you fire it, it just it just destroys like a quarter of the screen, and it looks so cool. And you just you know levels all the enemies. It's really it's really satisfying. Plus, I I think um the the melee in it works really nicely for me. I, I this I've only played it. I played it when it originally came out. It was like a beta. And I didn't realise you could stab in it. And now I've played the new version, um, Teleglitch Die More Edition, which is on Steam for... Is it six ninety nine? I think? Something I like that? Remember. Not much. And um, and the fact that... I found it really, really hard when I first played it. Because I didn't realise that you could stab things to conserve your ammo. Uh, and therefore save the ammo for more difficult encounters with large groups of enemies. And uh, it's been really, really enjoyable. I really, really loved it this time around. Um, and you, 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 but you're finding it quite difficult at the moment. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I, I have to say it's enjoyable. I, I do like the game. It's just, I found it much harder than you seem to be finding it. Yeah. Cause I just had a play on it and, uh, I was just, you were very good. Yes. I very good. Been. I think, I think the key is down to stabbing things, even if it's a group of three enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Conserving your ammunition is very important in it. Yeah. And also, the thing that you mentioned that I didn't realise was that um, you have these big glitches around this, these, these, these um, sort of rents in space-time continuum, and you just kite the enemies into them, and yeah. they just die instantly. And that's like a really useful way of getting rid of tough enemies. I mean, it, and that actually would be one complaint I would have about the game is is the main tactic is just kiting. Yeah. That that I mean, all the enemies charge you. Yes, no, yeah, okay, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Well, I mean, we found that big zombie that um, that threw stuff as well as charging it. So but he I, still does charge you, that's the thing. Yeah, so. but some of the ones try and get around the back of you, which is a bit interesting. The the um, the little the little dudes, they seem to be a little bit more intelligent. The, so what I they d- call zombies, yeah. Yeah, I do wonder whether later on there may be enemies that do things a little bit more interesting. Well, I did think that, yes. Because we've only but, seen, what, four types of enemies? Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I've seen less than you. Yeah. Um, so... It may well be that later on things are, get a little bit more interesting. I hope so. Um, but it's just very, very satisfying. And uh, if the developer does ever listen to this, put dual stick controls in, please. Yeah, well, he said that it wouldn't work, even though it plainly would. Yes. Um, right, well, should we do Spelunky now? We can do. Because I know that's the only reason you're really here today. You were hoping that we'd play... play more. I could play it on my own in my house if I wanted to. That's true, actually. We do, we will we'll play it afterwards for a bit. I mean, you know, sure. to shut off immediately, I assume. Oh god. So anyway, yeah, the PC version's out now. Neither me nor Dave has actually bought the PC version. Oh, uh, bought it. Oh, oh right, it. just haven't played. It. Okay, but you've you've been you've been properly, as yeah, you say, yeah. medically addicted to it. Yeah, it's just it's way easier to just you know put it on on 
your PC rather than have to wire up my Xbox and flick the uh, cables over and everything to put it on. So what's what? different about the PC version over the Xbox version then? Um, well, the main thing is the Oh, daily. wait, we should probably explain what Spelunky is. <laughs> oh my God. If you, if, you don't know, if you don't know what Spelunky is, go and buy it and play yeah. it because it's amazing. But um, Okay, that'll do. The main, the main difference is um, the daily stuff. So everyone, uh, if you buy on Steam, this is because there's other PC versions like DRM free that don't have it, but on the Steam version, um, it has like, it has everyone in the world gets the same seed, so they have the same level set and everything. So you can play it, record it, and you know, well, if you want to record it, you know, like with fraps or whatever, and people like upload it to YouTube and compare like times and stuff. That's I mean a, that's called the just the daily challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a really cool sort and of... Um, so, does it record your time forever on that day? So, like, can you so. go back to uh, certain days to see if you were the top person that day? You could. You can see the leaderboards on the day, different days and things. things yeah, like for, for every day. I, so. I don't know. I think probably. And you only get you only get one try at it, don't you? Yeah. That's it. So, because yeah. my Cause, friend Mark's playing it and doing dead shit and being quite embarrassed by it. Yeah. I'd I'd be quite annoyed if I got the best time on a certain day and then it just. We've never I, ever spoken you, of Well, the thing is, I don't, th- I don't think it's an issue of getting the best time because you aren't going to complete it on a given day, are you? It's like, it's like, if you manage to beat it, that's kind of, fuck. I wouldn't care how fast I did it. It's not the, it's not the speed, it's the, uh, score generally, I think. Right. Like the score, the higher scores are generally like around $600,000 mark or something. Oh, fucking hell, how big, cause. Well, that's not that big. Like the highest scores ever are like millions. How are we not? We we're scrabbling yeah, around you, you for money. You don't count the ghost over gems and stuff like that. You, oh, you that's really, yeah, that's true. If you really get, is that how they become diamonds? The ghost touches them, right? Because I because I did that once, and I didn't know what had happened. But they, I had a lot of diamonds, and I was just amazed. And then, <laughs> how them. much are they worth? I don't know. Probably not remember a few thousand each or something. I guess. Right. Oh wow. Okay. It's worth it. I should definitely do that. No, that ghost is. I think I think you, you could actually sort of mine out a level in such a way that you had an easy path around it. That, yeah, uh, no, it, it's it's not actually that hard. If uh, usually if you do not on your own, mm. if you co-op, in it's it's much much more difficult because so, everyone runs in different directions. Yeah, well, no co-op is just uh, yeah <laughs> pointless. It's great fun, but it's not done with the view of actually getting very far. I mean, we have occasionally got to the ice caves and we've been like, fucking hell, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. Oh, we fucked it up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, there's other improvements though, isn't it? You were saying like, you can skip over a lot of the shite at the beginning. Yeah, I think that's just been added in like a, a patch recently because people were complaining about stuff. It does take a while, even on, especially yeah. on the Xbox, it's like, oh. Yeah, so now it oh. comes up to, you know, the first like, sort of cutscenes and it, it like has um, a little cutscene where the character runs into the temple at the beginning or yeah. that kind of thing. It just says, press X to skip everything or something like that. Mm. Press X. Jumps into the uh, first room where you have the, um, you know, the door that enters the temple that you yeah. go into, and then you go in there, you press the button to go in, and it doesn't do like the walls are shifting thing. Yeah, it doesn't do any of that. It just goes straight into it. So you can you kick up, you start off the game, and within about fifteen seconds, you're in an actual, you know, playable game, which is pretty good. Yeah, well, it's like the, the fact that you got like the fast restart thing. Is, yeah. uh, it's dead good as well. Like, well, Tower Climb has that. You can either go to the menu or you can just go right, stop it, start again instantly. I mean, that's the reason Hotline Miami is great, is because, you know, it's like, right, Press back R. in, back in, back in. Yeah. Dead, dead fast. Uh, is there, I mean, any other differences between. Have they had no, any content? aside from that, I think it's pretty much exactly the same. You get all the characters, I think, he's thrown those you in. Do, you do get all the DLC characters, which is awesome because they're all really great. Like, the animations are just so cute. What are they? Because I've only unlocked. 
Well, it wasn't even a DLC character. It unlocks like one extra character. Well, I've got all the DLCs on the Xbox. Okay, and what what other characters like? This is a little kid with a a weird cyan bear hat, which is like a nice little character. And there's a the one the one that's my favorite is this little little fat kid who has like a greeny cyan type. I don't know overall thing on. He just looks cool, and he's just animated so well. It isn't isn't there a meat boy one? There is a meat boy, yeah. That's um, ridiculously difficult to get. There's there. a, a golden um, guy. I'm not sure who he is. Oh, oh no so idea. a lot of them from other games then? I have no idea. I don't know. I know Colin Northway is a playable character. Colin what? Colin Northway is the the blue guy. Is Colin Northway? Who's Colin Northway? The guy uh, who made Incredible. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and he does look exactly like that. Yeah, I've learned something new today. That's nice because I, I met him at GDC. So, uh, is there anything else about it? Because you know you're looking forward to talking about it so much. I'm not looking forward to talking about it. It's just awesome, and I want to play it more at some point. But okay. yeah, it's a really good game, and if you haven't bought it, buy it and play it. Cause it's, it's like really twelve good. quid, isn't it? It's, um, it's I think it's ten or something. Maybe maybe ten twelve. Pounds. I mean, it's, it's, totally, worth it's, it. it's, it's really it's, worth it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. It's just, it's weird. I remember seeing um, Amnesia, a machine for pigs. They announced a release date for that, and uh, it's like $20. It's like, ooh, ooh $20. Well, Splunky is just like a million games in one, because you can just, whenever you play it, it's different, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I think the best thing about the game is, like, when we were playing Tower Clan before, and that thing fell on us, or you hit, you blew something up, and a block just crushed you, yeah. and it was hilarious. That is what Spelunky's all about. I think the oh, best yeah, thing about time. it is just dying. It is chaos. And the other day, I I was in the ice caves. I had a, I think I had a jetpack and everything. Oh. I was just loaded with everything. And I jumped off something, didn't use my jetpack properly, fell onto a Kali altar with about 12 hearts because I had I had the Kapala cup. So whenever I kill anything, it well, gives did you, you go unconscious? life back. Maybe, yeah. yeah Knocked myself out, yeah. sacrificed yeah. myself. I just I just stood up through the control and just walked away with my hands in the air. So like, what the felt. fuck is this? What's the Kapala Cup? I've never seen that. If you sacrifice uh, things to Kali, yeah. like if, if you sacrifice two damsels, it gives you a Kapala Cup, and then that that's added to your inventory thing. And if you kill stuff and collect the bits of blood that it drops, it fills up. When it gets filled, it gives you a, a heart, oh, and you cool. get a lot more health doing that than you do by getting um, damsels. Like damsels and pugs. Oh right, oh that's good. Yeah, the different things oh. that you sacrifice are worth different amounts. I didn't realise that. So, so there's no point in collecting damsels. Sacrifice the fuckers. Yeah, but it's oh, hard. But the the pugs. You have to find the um, altars though. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a god. Oh, I didn't know that. See, there's so much stuff in there. It's like the whole world. There's loads thing. of cre- you can go to hell in that game and everything. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I've got to the city and I've beaten it, but that that, that was on the old version, not on the actual the new one. So I guess I will have to buy that. Cool. Okay. Um, the only other games I think that uh, came out recently that played uh, Goridan by Loco Melito. I want to mention that because it's a really nice arcade style uh, throwback. If you have not seen uh, any of Loco Melito's other stuff, he did. Have you played Hydora, which is like a sort of yeah. R-type Gradius game? Really, really good. Fan- like one of the best horizontal shooters of recent years. Um, and he did. Um, uh, there's another one called. Uh, is it uh, Castile Maldita? Which was um, like a very much Ghosts and Goblins sort of inspired game, oh, right. yeah, but with yeah, some yeah, extra stuff. That was really nice. But these latest ones called Goridan, which is it, it's kind of like Choplifter, except you're like a pterodactyl in it, and the idea is you're sort of destroying whole areas, <laughs> uh, whole cities, it, because you have been awoken from your slumber by. It's a, it's a, it's kind of like a Godzilla Does it type thing. Like 
Choplifter. No, no, the control's oh, yeah, really nice. Say. No, the control's actually is actually pretty easy because because choplifter is fucking frustrating. Because <laughs> um, uh, like Paul, I mean, yeah, Paul Pridham did that source lift game, source lifter, um, which was effectively choplifter with a UFO. But um, but no, this this is much sort of tighter control, much more much more playable, I'd say. Um, so that's really really good. Um, I mean, it's quite a simple little game, but it is. It just looks so. You, 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 there's nothing about it that what you would, you totally think, oh yeah, this is a game from 1988. Absolutely. It even has like little ROM check stuff when it starts up, I think, which makes it look, it's utterly authentic. It's wonderful. Um, so that's very good. Uh, Rimmed Capsule, I played that on the iPhone, which is a, it's an RTS game, uh, set in space where you have to, the idea is. Oh, that's what Mark had all those stickers from. Yeah. Resed. Yes, that's it. Yes, absolutely. Blew my mind when I found that out. Yeah. Because I didn't have a clue. I thought, I thought, oh, that, that, that looks interesting, that game. When it was released on the App Store and got featured for ages and stuff. And then, like, I think at the last pub meet, Jerry was just like, oh, that's what your stickers were. I was like, what? Yeah. So did I meet the developer? I don't know. It's really, but it's really, it's quite nice, but it's, it totally, like, in the, in the same way that Steamworld Dig is, is transparently, a uh, a numbers game. This is this totally makes you look at RTSs and go, oh yeah, because it, it strips away all of the bullshit and it's it's just really really functional. I mean, you know, graphically it's it's all just cubes and triangles, um, and uh, but it's 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 nice. The idea is effectively you have you have these Tetris pieces sort of come in and you you drag them into place and you can either drag them in as corridors or you can drag them in as these rooms that have function in order to say generate food which allows you to create more little servants who can do stuff or you uh, you have to extract particles from these particle fields so you make these particle extractors and that allows you to build stuff and likewise you need sort of electrical generators in order to um, be able to build stuff um, so it's really about it's about sort of gathering resources or creating resources and uh, and then every so often enemies attack, and so you have to make sure you've got to like a weapon room. You just but the only way you interact with it is by dragging in pieces um, to to build your base, and then assigning your sort of units to different tasks. Like uh, you don't like individually assign them. As you know, say you go to that place there. You just say right, you do this kind of job, like construction, and then they will do construction, um, and they will choose their own sort of priorities. And they aren't always terribly good at it. Sometimes, like. Like there'll be a room that needs one piece of stuff doing to build it, and like three of them will grab stuff and start moving there, and then one will complete it, and they'll be like, "Ah, oh, fuck," and they'll go off and find something else to do. But um, it's really, really stripped back, um, and it's quite easy. I, I, I beat it. Um, I got uh, well. I, I, you, the other is you sort of spider out from your your initial base, and there are these four monoliths, and you research them, and each one gives you an ability. But to be honest with you. By the time you sort of research them, it's you're getting sort of towards the end game anyway, and so you don't get much use out of those abilities. So it's 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 kind of nice. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was like four, uh, what, uh, no, uh, about two pounds fifty maybe. So you know, not a cheap iPhone game, but it's it's like a, it's a good game for giving yourself um, uh, for like, for instance, playing on the bog. Um, <laughs> So, oh, which is where most iPhone games are played, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a perfect bog like like Plants vs Zombies. You just said waiting for a bus. No, no, because I have to keep an eye on the on, on the bus. <laughs> yeah, that's. <just> <laughs> um, I don't want to miss the bus. Whereas what I'm going to do? Miss a shit? No. So it's it's a perfect toilet game. That is a genre. 
Because, you know, you, you shut it down, it remembers where you are, you come back, oh, hey, you carry on from exactly where you are. Toilet game, it's a genre, look it up. It's on Wikipedia. Or what have you uh, taken a shit at a bus stop? Yeah. <laughs> so you can combine both of them, take a shit at a bus stop. And many in Manchester, it looks like people have done that. Mm. Um, yeah. So, okay, so any other games that people have played before we get into the coming soon and wrap this shit up section? No. No? No. No? Okay. So the only things I'm going to mention that are coming out, I thought, this might be a nice idea, find out what games are coming out in the next month. Um, so the Chaos Engine is coming out on August 29th. That's, uh, again, that's more <laughs> of a warning. It was a good game when it first came out. It was out. a crappy game when it came out. They've done nothing to make it better. They've added a little bit of additive transparency to it. Why the fuck? Oh, we had a look at, look at this little dude, didn't we? Well, we'll talk about that properly next month, because that was quite good. I like that. Really good writing. Um, Escape Goat 2 comes out September 10th. Um, have you played Escape Goat, the original? Yes. Really good, isn't it? Really nice little platform. Yes, but... Is there anything different about Escape Code 2? Yes. Or is it just different levels? No, I think there's, there's more levels. There's, there's, I think there's, apparently there's some new stuff that the mouse can do. Um, but yeah, so I think there are new elements in it. So yeah, that's good. Cool. I'm looking forward to that and it'll be cheap as well. Um, Amnesia and Machine for Pigs also coming out on September 10th, which will be, uh, $20. It's, I think $16 at the moment if you pre-order on Steam. And so that's, I'm going to buy it and then never play it. Well, I will. I'll play it for five minutes. I'll be like, "Fuck!" Because they're so scary. You don't get scared by these games, though, do you? Not really. No. You lucky bastard. I mean, things catch you by surprise. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Um, Creepy doesn't do it for me. Creepy gets me every time. I was playing um, Cry of Fear, the Half Life One mod, and that's got some really nice, creepy little surprises in it. It came out in like April, but I finally installed it. But that's. That's quite good. That's quite creepy. Um, Legend of Dungeon, September 13th, for six ninety nine. That's that one that's kind of... Uh, it looks like pixel art, but it's got loads of shader shit normal on it. Normal mapped. Yeah, normal mapped up with a wazoo. Um, it looks a little... I mean, to be honest, it looks like there's so much shit going on that it might be a little bit Jeff Minter. Um, in terms it's a bit, of it's a bit over the top, I think, visually. Yeah. Like it gets of, in the way you know, of the actual... Again, I'm going to talk about colour for a second and just say... Yeah. All the colours they use are very just bright, which is... a this seems to be a common thing with our normal maps. People go, oh, you can see, like, lighting on this. I'm going to make it have a crazy colour, because I can do that if I want. I think, but, yeah, I think it's terrible when games choose really garish, simplistic colours. Um, I'm staring at you, Chroma. <laughs> I, use, I use nice colours. Okay. Yeah, yeah but you it's use... It's mainly you, just grey. <laughs> yeah, no, it's mainly, yeah, but you, I mean, you are using quite primary, you know, colours in order to... Do so. Yeah. Mind you, it's the same like with, um, what was that game we played? Uh, Capture, not Capture, um, the one where the, the Swapper. I mean, that was really garish looking. Yeah, that, that annoyed me. Yeah. That was the one thing in the game that annoyed me, the colours and stuff. But, I mean, that was using it to convey information, I think. So it was effective, but shit. Um, also, um, finally coming out on PC, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX on September 25th, which I think was Xbox 360 only previously. Have you, have you not played it? Nope. It's like they've really updated Pac-Man brilliantly. It's really fast-paced. The map, the base starts kind of small, and then when you get a certain score, it gets bigger. And it's just, oh, it's just like this really amped-up sort of hyper version of Pac-Man. It's fantastic. And that's only um, it's seven ninety-nine, and it comes with if you get it now, you get all the DLC for it that um, otherwise would be separate and charged for. Um, so that's I think worth investing because that was brilliant on the Xbox because they've really done... Like, it, that's, I think, the best version of Pac-Man since Pac-Man Arrangement, which was also awesome, and that was on the Game Boy Advance. So, yeah. Um, and that's that's about it, really. Uh, anything else anyone wants to talk about? I think that would be it. Right. 
Right, I'll just edit this fucker down to size then. And I don't have to edit out any swearing because I haven't said the C word. Not even then. Because <laughs> I'm a class <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, cheers. Uh, see you next month. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.